right, good morning and welcome to this week's edition of Black Consumer News. It's Friday, December the 3rd, and it's 22 days before Black Santa <laughs> comes down the chimney and another 29 days before we put this weird 2021 in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and I'm be glad when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. So, um, did you know that this week that the National Retail Federation estimated that nearly 180 million Americans shopped during the five-day holiday shopping period from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. A lot of folks out there spending... I wasn't one of them. You weren't one of them, right? (laughs) The number of people who shopped in-store increased this year after most people stayed at home last year, of course, due to COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Retailers saw an increase in foot traffic with approximately 104.9 million shoppers visiting stores, up from 92.3 million in 2020. 20. So somebody was out there. You weren't out there, but somebody was, Wes. Uh-huh. Um, the overall um, number of online shoppers decreased to the total of 127.8 million from 145.4 million last year. Black Friday remained the most popular day for in-store shopping with 66.5 million shoppers, followed by 51 million shoppers on small business Saturday. So a lot of people were still out there shopping and and uh, I'm sure very excited about the opportunity just to get back out when we weren't able to get out last year mm-hmm. and go shopping. Um, and especially um, us women folk, we like to be live and in person mm-hmm. <laughs> grabbing all those deals that we can. So um, definitely I'm, I'm sure that people have a wonderful time in, in doing that and having that experience. You know, really Black Friday is really like a, a cult Thing with mm-hmm. with family members is something that they all do. Mm-hmm. You know, they get up at five in the morning or four in the morning to be in the stores by five o'clock. Yeah, it used to be fighting on that day too. A lot of fighting. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that, Wes, because there was no reports of fighting. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> so 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 maybe we are uh, progressing. Uh, so that is just one of the stories that BlackConsumerNews.com will be covering in the upcoming week uh, before th- before Christmas, excuse me, as well as how the supply chain bottleneck and congested at the U.S. port on the West and East Coasts. And will it impact, uh, and whether it will impact Black Santa? Uh, will he be able to deliver those new PlayStation 5s, the Gang Boys, the Drop Mix, and the Squishmallows, I think it's called, uh, to your house on time this summer? Is I mean, this um, this Christmas. Okay, Wes in Kenya. Um, did you contribute to Black Friday this year? Wes said he didn't. What about you, Kenya? I did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't let Wes. Don't let Wes There's intimidate no you. Shame. There's no shame. <laughs> yeah. So and, I did my part to help keep the economy going. There you did you go. your part, yes. right? Oh, now I like that. Yes. So, and and do you have your list of goodies that you're looking for from a Black Santa? 
I have my list for Black Santa you already. Do have, yes. yes. <laughs> ready, ready to go? Ready to go. Oh, my goodness. What's this like? I, I humbug. I don't, I don't want to hear all this right now. <laughs> Most guys don't get into all that shopping stuff anyway. Yeah, the day before Christmas, you know. That's my shopping day. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those. You know, and you're right. Most men are out the day before Christmas shopping. Why is that? And online. So, and, um, and online, right? Uh-huh. Um, so this week on BCN Headlines, we are, we're also going to take a look at national, state, and local headlines that impact our lives. We also have a special guest this week mm-hmm. who is one of Little Rock's brightest stars. Kenya Eddings is here with us in the studio. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Hi. And welcome, and thank you for being here. Not only is she a wellness director at the State Department of Health, but this black superwoman is a staple in the city's nonprofit sector and has her pulse on ongoings of the black community with herself published today's commune man she is double superwoman i mean she is communicate like, communicate right? what, 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 it's okay what did i call it what did you i call it commune commune mm-hmm. like a commune right. or something <laughs> <laughs> communicate you know and you're going to be talking to tell us what communicate means because it's very unique sure communicate is just a french term for mm-hmm. newsletter yeah, yeah. she's been yeah. down in tulane too yeah. much down and <laughs> picking up that trio french yeah <laughs> i love that though i'm sure yeah. people ask you that all the time they do and then they also ask how do you pronounce that word is it come unique Mm-hmm. Is it commune? Is it community? <laughs> and so I, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. helping people learn how to pronounce that term today is communicate. And mm-hmm. you actually have a little accent mark on there so yes. people will know how to break yes. it down, exactly. right? Exactly. Uh, you're just culturing us, all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Communicate. Yes. You know, okay, not commune. Okay. Not commune. Not commune. <laughs> not communicate. <laughs> communicate. Okay, communicate, which is, which is very very cute, rememberable, and unique. So that's a good thing. And we're going to be talking to you more about Communique yeah. uh, later on in the show. Sounds How about good. that? All righty. So I'm your host, Angel Burt, uh, BCN's Chief Creative Officer. Um, and we're, as always, we have our co host, our BCN executive, executor, publisher, political and business reporter Wesley Brown is here with us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, hey, we're, we're doing great. Um, it's nice and warm here in the city mm-hmm. and probably really around the state. We have this little jet stream going on and we're enjoying it. We, we better remember it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's going to be 75 degrees today. Well, all, my, all my partners are yes. out on the golf course where I need to get out there too. <laughs> you already. Uh, but, but, you know, with this... Uh, little thing going on with me I can't get out there now so yes I know and, we, and we're gonna we're gonna get you better uh, we're also looking to hear as always from our BCN headline listeners this morning to tell us what's on your mind today so they can call us here at 501-433-0088 right. how about that so let's get started on our BCN headlines. At the national level, we look at how the Biden administration is responding to the new Omicron. Omicron. I want to that make sounds sure. Like a, that sounds like a superhero. You know, here comes Omicron. Omicron. Uh, I was like, how did they come up with that name? Well, it goes with the uh, Greek alphabet. Yeah. You know, you got uh, uh, Alpha, Delta, you're, you're, you're Delta, right? I am Delta so, Sigma see, Theta see, Sorority see, Incorporated. See. Shout out to all my sororities. See, all see. right. Yes. Okay. Okay. And see, this is, get that plug. And this is after Omega or the O, which is, and it comes from that. So 
Uh, yeah, they, hopefully it's the last one. <laughs> yeah, God willing, that's for sure. Mm. All right, so Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Omicron is here. <laughs> the CDT, the CDT, the CDC reported yesterday that the Omicron variant has been detected in at least five states. Wow. After, yeah, at, after multiple states announced um, their first cases of the strain on Thursday night. Uh, it hadn't hit, I think they were talking about as well during the Thanksgiving holidays that people were gonna get, um, you know, to be careful, but they were expecting the numbers to rise. I don't know how much those numbers did rise or uh, not, but then the next thing we know, there's a new variant out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we are, I know with the governor's weekly uh, uh, press conference, uh, the, the number of cases in Arkansas reached about five, uh, I mean about a thousand, around the thousand level, which it had been down to, uh, over the last couple of months down into the hundreds so yeah uh, so seeing that rise and you're also seeing a rise in the number of deaths and with this Omicron virus I think there are 10 total cases in the United States but there has not been one reported uh, in the state of Arkansas and so it'll be big news for people like me reporters uh, uh, when that that first case is reported I remember when the Delta variant not the Delta but the first case in March of 2020 I think a person in Pine Bluff uh, mm-hmm. had the first case, as I remember. So uh, it'll be interesting. I guarantee you that the that the first case in Arkansas will come from someone who's been out of state or out of the country. So and I think that was the case in the in the first one that happened uh, back in March of 2020. Uh, so. And, and, and here we are still, uh, you know, to mask or not to mask. Uh, and I'm really shocked at that after, you know, uh, everything that we've gone through. It's, it's still right there permeating at us whether or not we should wear a mask. Should the mask be mandated or not? And so what is Governor Asa Hutchison kind of looking at as the Biden administration um, takes it all the way up to the Supreme Court on whether or not we should be wearing masks. Well, I, I think there's two two issues. There, there's one, the policy. Uh, Governor Hutchins said Tuesday there's not yet enough data to make any definite decisions about how to react to the Omicron variant. Uh, but he is concerned about the recent trend in, in the COVID cases rising in hospitalizations. So he's asking people to continue with the CDC uh, guidelines, and that's mm-hmm. to a social distance as much as possible. Uh, wear your mask it, as and in, in, in as most cases as you can. And also, uh, the one of the things that is happening is is uh, uh, and you're, this is started with the Biden administration is to push uh, uh, the booster shots. If you had if you had your uh, 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 two uh, whether it's Johnson Johnson the one shot or the other two uh, you had the two dose protocol. If you had those shots. Uh, they're asking you to go ahead and get your booster shot. So uh, right now, I think about 20, only 28% of the nation have had booster shots of those who had. So the issue is still getting the unvaccinated vaccinated. And I think the president will announce today additional steps. And I think he's probably just going to reiterate what the city said, uh, encourage people to get booster shots and continue uh, with the policy. And then I think Governor Hutchinson will come back later and say, do what? the CDC says. Well, and, and that's interesting as we talk about that. As you know, as of December the 2nd uh, of our 50 U.S. states, the District of Columbia and the five U.S. territories, 25 jurisdictions have 
some form of mass mandate in place. Uh -huh. While 19 jurisdictions have no mass mandates in place, uh -huh. um, either because no mandate was imposed or because a mandate was lifted or allowed to expire. Uh, and also 12 jurisdictions prohibit states or local governments from imposing on mass mandates. So it's a, it's, it's a lot going on in that area, Wesley. So can you explain how Arkansas is affected by these mandates and what do you think the Supreme Court will ultimately decide before they go into effect on January the 4th, well, well, 2022? It, you know, when, when President Biden first made his announcements, there were actually, most people don't know this, there's actually two mandates. Uh, one, yeah. one came out of the CDC or the, the Department of Health and Human Services and all their agencies, sub-agencies, the CDC, NIH, uh, uh, NIH, uh, National Institutes for Health, all of them are working together, FDA. They came out with one for, it's targeted at health care facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, uh, those kind of ho uh, hospitals, people that are in the health court system. Uh, that mandate is one. And then the other one came out of the Department of, of Labor. And that affects businesses, public and uh, businesses with over 100 employees. And that is the one that is getting more blowback from the public and from politicians. Uh, but both are have, have been, uh, our Attorney General, Attorney General Leslie Rutgers, has filed uh, <coughs> uh, to block uh, both of those. Mm. And I think uh, the one with the, the, the uh, with a hundred or more employees, that is, has been put in one court. I think the court in Cincinnati, the federal court in Cincinnati, they're now looking at that, and they have actually, I think they've they blocked it, and and also the one out on the hospitals, they blocked that too. So what will happen is that now these will continue to move up to the Supreme Court, uh, and it's interesting. The Supreme Court has, in most cases, agreed with the president. That's saying that the president has, uh, uh, through executive order or mm -hmm. uh, because of his uh, executive privilege, he has the ability to uh, put these mandates in place. And if that happens, then on January 4th, these mandates will go back in place. Uh, it's just kind of a pause right now. Mm -hmm. uh, states like Arkansas, of course, we we did legislative our uh, uh, our legislators tried to block those with legislation, and you know those those all those cases will all be combined in the decision when it comes to the Supreme Court. Whatever the Supreme Court rules, then that will officially be the law of the land. And I do think because of what the Supreme Court has done with other cases that have come before it, mm -hmm. single cases, mm -hmm. I think that the mandate will be put in place, and that that people will have to uh, abide by by the mandate. Right, and it, and it just it just seems really topsy turvy, especially when you have some states that have the mandate, some states that are not looking at mandates, and so I, and I, and I was thinking, is it based on whether or not those COVID cases are higher or not, or is it just? I I, I think it's mostly political. Uh, yeah. Most of the states that you see that have put mandates in place or block it are actually Republican states. Uh, Attorney generals. Uh, that are Republican and the president is Democrat, uh, so that's that's kind of the dividing line with with what's happening on the on the court cases. Uh, so, and I think that will continue uh, up until the to the Supreme Court decide what's officially is going to happen. And then after that, you're still going to see lawsuits, people trying to to states saying that the states have the right to not do what the federal government says. So. 
Well, I think it's pretty absurd that, that absurd that we are um, on dividing lines as far as a mask mandate or to wear a mask or not to wear a mask, whether you're a Republican or, or a Democrat. It's like, it's kind of wiry to me. I mean, it, it's uh, uh, not sensible to say that. Well, we, have a, we do have a health department official person here. Yes. <laughs> and, I, uh, and, and I know, and we talked to this before, we, she, she believes, and the health department believes, just follow the science, right? Follow the science. Mm-hmm. Just follow the science. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess she's saying, okay, I'm, I'm not here representing that today, <laughs> but <laughs> that's not the hat I'm wearing, I, I could, right? I could, push, <laughs> I could push you into that one on that one, so. Okay. Oh. So earlier this week, the stock market took a hit when Biden uh, instituted some travel bans um, to several African nations where um they think that the uh, virus actually originated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of uh, what goes on in our country uh, affects the stock market. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to hear from U.S. kind of, you know, uh, is it are are we going up? Are we going down? Um, Is it something that people should really be paying attention to? Just, you know, what's going on in the country is going to what's what's going to be going on with your your money or your investments. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, you know, what happened with the stock market, anytime the stock market thinks that uh, if this mandate wasn't going once once the mandate, the court decision came out, actually, uh, the stock market uh, kind of kind of reacted to that because it it it, it the market actually positive to that and they because they believe when there's a policy that that is the law of the land then that makes the market stable but when there's indecision in the market that's when the stock market fluctuates it goes up or down and as of today uh, one of the most important points the monthly unemployment report came out today mm-hmm. and and we're uh, uh, of course we're having issues where people who, who have lost jobs during the COVID-19 haven't gone back to work and what has happened today uh, there were 200,000 people that went back to work in the month of November uh, what that report uh, the economists had predicted that uh, a half a million would go back to work, and what happens when the market, uh, uh, when it's, when the market doesn't uh, reach that number, that five hundred thousand number, the market today is down. So the most, the stock market is going to continue to take a hit until there's some stability in what's going on with this virus and how the mandate is going to happen. And some economists are saying, take your money out of the stock market for a while because uh, you're going to see a down. Take that cash money. I find that interesting because I thought you were never supposed to move your cash. Uh, well, you, you're, or your you're, investments. Yeah, you. you that, that's. Uh, you're supposed to just leave it. You, I thought you were supposed to just was, leave it there. Yeah, there's some. You, you yeah, if you have a long-term investment, just leave it alone. But right. but there are some. You know, when you're younger, uh, you take more risky investments. Some you you move your money around, and 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 especially in in terms of the stock market. And what that means is sometimes if you have some stocks that haven't been doing well, sell those stocks or before you get uh, a bigger loss, especially uh, stocks that are tied to the energy markets. You're seeing energy affected, having big swings, up and down swings. But, and then there's other uh, uh, stocks that are tied to uh, uh, just inflation, general, general consumer goods and things like that. Okay, with energy, do you think that's ha- that has... Um, uh been that swing has been happening because of the the, the solar mm. becoming more popular or what do you think well no I, I think that has a small effect but the real effect is supply and demand 
Okay. Uh, supply and demand, uh, 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 oil and gas price. Generally, everything follows the price of crude oil. Uh, that's the basis of, of all energy, whether it's the gasoline prices or the utility prices. They follow the crude oil prices because all products are, are produced from that. And what happens is is now crude, international crude is going, uh, it went down uh, because of the mandates the last few weeks, but right now it's going back up. And, and, and you're seeing that. Typically, the first time you'll see that is in when you go to the pump prices. Oh, we already seeing it at the pumps. That's for sure. Now, and when we talk about employment, I, I, and and people, you know, people are out of work, but yet there are people. You know, like you said, the the food industry people are needing these businesses are needing workers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious, what are people doing? I mean, where is this? Where is this imbalance coming from? So if there's work out there and then people don't need work, then what are the people that are not working because we no longer have the, um, the unemployment? Yeah, well, um, well, the numbers are not back to where there's still probably three million people that have not returned to the pre-pandemic levels back to the, to, to the labor pool. Do we know what they're doing? Uh, and here's some of my theories. One. I, I go to the theory in, in the Daily Record. You can go to read the Daily Record. I'm um, a publisher that we've written stories on this. Is mm-hmm. that there's a pool of women that have not returned to work. Women that went home to take care of their children who were homeschooled, homeschooled, mm-hmm. and also their parents or people in the family who got sick. Sure. Many of those women are not going back to work, or they're doing some type of hybrid work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is just people who have lost their jobs. And especially those frontline jobs and other jobs, uh, some of the government assistance is is uh, pretty strong in some of those ways. So those people are 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 taking out that government assistance and also doing their own uh, cash type work gotcha. uh, to keep to, to to so they won't have to go back to those frontline jobs. Or starting their own businesses. Yeah, and yeah. that that's another. And but you know the thing is 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 still we have not. Uh, 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 the minimum wage in Arkansas, I think it's now up above eleven dollars. But but I think there is a push now to get the minimum wage up to fifteen dollars. Uh, but but for most people, if you do the calculation, is that enough right now? Especially with inflation mm-hmm. and price, is that enough to cover their uh, day weekly expenses and 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 things for? for a family or growing family or even an individual. And I think people are making the decision that I'm not going back to those those jobs or, or uh, and if you go to a fast food place, you may sometimes wait. Uh, uh, you know, if you go through the drive-through or, or uh, uh, pick it up, you sometimes have to wait a long time before well, it's that not Well, it's not even just, you know, fast food. It's also, you know, through just local cust. I mean, when you're calling into uh, customer service, even mm-hmm. calling over the phone trying to get someone these days, mm-hmm. it's really hard um, because I think companies, large companies are cutting back too, and they, they're really going to automated systems systems as well. Hey, listen, you're listening to Black Consumer News here on KABF 88.3 FM. If you want to join our conversation or if you have a question, please give us a call at 501-433-0088. And we also have some people listening in live on Facebook. So if you have any questions um, on Facebook and you want to shoot a question here to us, please make sure that you 
go ahead and put it in the comment and um, we will make that uh, ask that question for you or, or, or make that comment um, for you as well mm-hmm. uh, again thank you so much for uh, for tuning in and we'll be here until noon um, okay Wes so on yesterday the Biden Harris administration announced a new reform uh, to increase equity and and the level playing field for the underserved small business owner. You know I hate that word, underserved, (laughs) but what does all this mean to the black business owner and the entrepreneur in Arkansas? Well, I think uh, this goes back to the Biden administration's promise uh, before the election that they wanted to increase equity. That's the word we're using now, uh, uh, the, the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, and in, in level the playing field for underserviced, underserved small business. You remember when PPP happened, a lot of black businesses didn't participate uh, and get, uh, there were almost a trillion dollars in loans that were handed out, uh, forgivable loans that were handed out and black businesses did not participate. And a lot of those black businesses have gone out of out of uh, a business. And, and now you have some black people that are going into business for themselves. And now is there an opportunity for uh, so the the Biden administration is yes. want to number one they have they they came out yesterday with five things that they're going to do uh, uh, one for, for, for those black businesses black and and, and minority minority businesses, minority businesses. And, and I I think that's one of the issues that black people have is that even in Arkansas uh, there is a recommendation that a certain number of of uh, state contracts go to black go to minority businesses. But there's no, there's, it's a recommendation. There's well, no law. for us, those funds are supposed to be um, uh, filtered through the uh, Minority Business Development Agency, right? Mm-hmm. And which we don't have one of those here. Um, right. So, and we don't even have a black chamber. So how, how does that leave Little Rock uh, out of receiving um, these monies or these funds for black business owners? Well, uh, it, you've, you've got one thing at the federal level, and then mm-hmm. you have the state, and then you have local. Every one of them have their own rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes if the president forms a policy, then you see that happen with the state and local level. Uh, one of the things he said, he's going to, the government-wide spending results, 11% of the contracting dollars should be awarded to what's known as small disadvantaged businesses up from the current goal of 5%. Now, that's what that's not a law, that's a recommendation. Uh, President Biden wants to get that eventually up to 15% of contracts uh, by 2025. That's uh, one thing is good, but if it's not law, and when you talk about minority businesses, what sure. does that mean? Mm-hmm. Does it mean women? Does it mean uh, Asian? Does it mean Hispanic? Uh, And what does it mean white women? A lot of the federal contracts, state contracts, local contracts, go to what I call business fronts, where white women front for as as the 50% owner or the majority owner for a business that is basically a white-owned business. And they get those state contracts that are are uh, set aside for minority businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there needs to be uh, some better regulations to to make sure that those dollars go to those black, uh, Hispanic, minority, and truly, uh, um, I rather say minority uh, women uh, rather than, uh, uh, and I think that would really 
make a dividing line to where these dollars go to where they're, they're streamlined and where they're mm-hmm. supposed to go. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they're going to do is 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 what I call it's much needed, and I uh, I think uh, Benito talked about that in his black is is studying and find out how many black businesses are really out there and find out what what are their issues, is it capital access or or how do we find those black businesses, get information on them, and then you can do better uh, planning to help those businesses. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like a first thing first um, situation because if we don't know where those businesses are, we can't service them. I mean, even if we don't have the necessary agency to filter this money from the Biden administration to black business or, or minority businesses, however we want to want to put it. And is this the new affirmative action? I mean, that's what, kind of what it sounds like to me. It's like it is, but it isn't. It may, but it will, but it won't, and we don't know. So. You know, and 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 again, I, I I can't express enough where that where does that kind of leave Little Rock? Where does that leave us if we don't have? You know? uh, well, I think one of the things I think we have to do some things on our own. Uh, I think there's been talk of, of forming a black chamber of commerce in the state of Arkansas uh, to where we can sure. do our own study and find out what is needed, and then work with those federal and state officials. I think. One of the problems in Arkansas is that the legislature has been, or it hasn't been a really change in uh, state contracting laws in more than 30 years of minority businesses in Arkansas. And uh, the recommendation in Arkansas is that 15% go to minority-owned businesses, but there is no, uh, uh, the state doesn't keep track of that information. Uh, there is no study on that. Uh, so really, I, I don't think there's not much been done. And there's really been no uh, consensus in the state legislature to do anything else, and it, uh, uh, so until uh, there's legislative uh, uh, regulations behind it, and I think sure. it has to be put into law. I think that's more important to make this a law where 15% of the money goes to it, and if they don't, then uh, you know uh, that money then goes to. Right now, it just goes to back into the pool of money for white business owners. I think I agree with you on that, uh, making it a law. And uh, uh, can you please feel free to chime in on any of this discussion? (laughs) I was just kind of waiting for my turn to jump in. But I think that um, the key for us, um, and when I say us, for um, small businesses, communities of color, is engagement and I think that it's it's all fine and good to have DEI programs diversity mm-hmm. inclusion equity but if we don't have that engagement piece mm-hmm. I think we're missing uh, a huge chunk of opportunity mm-hmm. so um, we have to get engaged mm-hmm. and we have to um, require and demand that those that we are trying to work with engage with us. Yeah, and I and I agree with both you you and Wes. It's about the actions that we put forth. Yeah. And absolutely. you can't put forth those actions if we're not engaged. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not engaged you don't really don't know right what's going on. And like Wes said, that pool of money goes back to the Mm-hmm. the larger pool because we've missed out because we haven't been engaged and no one has engaged yeah us. and I, you know I, and you it goes back to the PPP money I you know there were rumors out there that black, black businesses uh, uh, couldn't uh, uh, weren't getting the money because they they had to require a credit check they didn't it didn't require a credit check it was based on whether you were inf- impacted by COVID-19 and you were a legitimate business then you were eligible 
to receive part of that money, and we missed out on that. Uh, uh, and so sometimes, as as hey, I think that engagement piece, but also the education piece too, mm-hmm. educate ourselves about things that are going on in our communities uh, that impact us. There's huge pools of money that are coming into the black, that are committed to black communities from corporations, from the federal government. But what happens if we don't get that, if that money doesn't, uh, uh, if we don't know about that money? Mm -hmm. Then it goes back. It goes back to where it came from. It goes back to where it came from or it gets tucked under someplace and somebody go get it later. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. Not us. (laughs) No, not us. But I'm just saying in general because you really don't ever know where it goes back to so to speak but um, definitely a lot of opportunity out there for um, you know uh, people of color black folks um, their businesses um, individuals there's a lot of funding out there right now for organizations and we just have to capitalize on it literally at this time it's a great time I think that for communities of color that has always been our um, to use air quotes superpower Mm -hmm. when we've had to make a way out of no way and Mm -hmm. so here we are again we're we're having to be creative we're having to to go back um, to the basics Mm -hmm. and um, make things work that's what we've always done and I think that um, whether we're in a pandemic or not, that's what we're going to do as a people. We may have some stumbling blocks, some hiccups along the way, but um, we continue to move forward. Yeah, and I, I do think, I mean, one of the good things I think happened is is making black people being forced to do their own thing. Absolutely. And start your own business. I think that's a good thing. I think to, to because that is wealth building. That's the first step to wealth building. It's when you own your own business. That's that's the quickest way to build wealth. Yeah, um, uh, being involved, um, educating yourself, researching, and and just being aware and getting engaged. I think that's the the biggest mm-hmm. kind of uh, eye opener should right. be for everyone. Being engaged. So really, if you're engaged, no one can point the finger at anyone else because a lot right. of times we know our issues we know our problems mm-hmm. but yet we sit on the sidelines and we feel helpless and we really aren't it's because we're not in there right. you know engaging ourselves in any form in, in any, any form. capacity it, it's great right and I think that um, you know to that point a lot of people have gotten the message that um, you know this is even though we're in a downturn in the um, in the economy mm-hmm. um, tough economic times a lot of people have seen that glass is half full not half empty mm-hmm. and said okay well I'm at home now um, what can I do I've always liked to bake cakes mm-hmm. and so here we are with you know, yeah. kids baking that. or, you know, whatever. Yes. Um, and so I don't bake, by the way. Oh, well, I, I was I'm about to ask you. I do. I do. I try. But getting those bright ideas, things that you've put on the back burner and have always been like, well, you know, I don't have time to do that. I but thought you were we about are. to add that to your list of skills. No, uh. no, 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 no. No, but I, I agree with you. I think that has been a yeah. part of it as well is discovery. Discovery. Yeah, absolutely. and always be open to that discovery. And again, I can't, I mean, I love that word engaging because a lot, a lot of times we don't really know unless we get out there and you may hear the opinion of someone else or see that someone else is doing something and that might be, pique your interest. Mm-hmm. But if you're not involved, then how could that happen? Or 
better yet, you may have the solution uh, to solve the issue um, at hand. So again, uh, I commend you for uh, making that statement. It certainly uh, has uh, been a bliss to my little brain cells this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Again, you're listening to KBF 88.3, the voice of the people. And we've got the people in the studio today. we got Wesley Brown, who, who is our uh, uh, BCN's executive uh, publisher. He is also a part of the Daily Record, uh, executive publisher over there as well, um, business, financial, political reporter. So we, we got the, the aces over here today. We got Miss Kenya Ed- Eddings. Um, she is the CEO and, and founder of Today's Communique. Communique. Mm-hmm. So how did that get started? <laughs> Great question. Um, so literally, it was by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back during the time when um, you guys may be too young to remember this, but um, we, <laughs> remember when we were all getting those um, chain emails? Mm. If you don't pass this on, you don't love me, or or you don't love God, or you're gonna lose all your money. Yeah. And so when when that at the height of that. Um, Periodically, I would get emails about a certain event that was going on, and literally, it was like, I wonder if Mama Nam know about this. <laughs> literally, I was like, I wonder if Mama Nam know. And so, let me just forward this to them just to see if they know. Mm. Um, and so, most times, they did not know. Mm. And then, um, from there, it was like, okay, Mama Nam didn't know about this event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not being publicized on major news stations is not in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And so just through the process of forwarding those those emails, those attachments, those events, um, that's how today's communique was born. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a an event planner on steroids, you know. Kinda, Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you uh, you capture everything that's going on. You get a, a great picture of what's going on in our community, and uh, uh, it, it, I mean, I, I think it's a great uh, piece of uh, uh, everyone. Uh, you know, wants to have that picture of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of them at that event, or and, and a picture tells, as they say, a picture tells a uh, 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 has a thousand words. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like to, you know, I I often think about um, Mother Abrams, Annie Abrams. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Mother mm-hmm. Abrams, mm-hmm. and I see her at all. She's everywhere, mm-hmm. and so um, I just happened to have a conversation with her once, and she said, "Keep doing what you're doing because this is our history." Um, and we need to capture and record our history. I did not look at it that way, mm-hmm. but um, when I re- think about it and I reflect upon it, it is our history, mm-hmm. and it is. This is what we do every day. This is life mm-hmm. for us. This is community for us. So to be able to be a part of capturing our history in this way is just really meaningful and impactful to me. Well, you know, uh, Sister Abrams is is my my. Uh mother of my church and I'm a, I'm a her deacon so I, I, yes. I so if if when you get that uh, good word from and her she's, and she's yeah. probably listening in <laughs> <laughs> hey, good morning. Uh, so when you get that good word from her that's great yes um, I, I do want to um, um, ask the question when you sure. talk about the the stories and how you're covering things and it being a part of history how do you keep it all together I mean you have a full-time position Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of 
events that are going on out yeah. there. You seem to be um, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that it's, it's very much appreciated too because again, it's someone's got to tell that story. Yeah. And a lot of times when we're putting on events and doing different things, we don't really even think about the story. Right. We just think about the event. Right. So you actually are doing a very important um, part of community, if right. you will. And so how do you make your list, mm-hmm. Santa, Kenya <laughs> over there, how do you make your list to say, okay, I'm going to be here, I'm going to do that I'm going to go in and sometimes there's two or three things going on yeah absolutely um and thank you for that question um here lately I've um I've gotten help and it's um it's good to have help Mm -hmm. (laughs) um my dad says uh you're young you can you can handle it Mm -hmm. (laughs) hey daddy I know he's listening (laughs) um and also today is my mother's birthday so happy birthday birthday, mama I know she's listening too so um but yeah it is it is important to have help Mm. and it is also important to take a step back Mm -hmm. and um refresh yourself mm-hmm. um there there you're right there are a lot of events that are going on in our community a lot of events that i want to cover um but sometimes i just for my own self-care mm-hmm. um i i can't make it physically mm-hmm. so i've um you know come up with a way to say hey this event coordinator if you just take a couple of pictures and send them to me i'll give you photo credit Mm -hmm. i mean you took the pictures it's your event Mm -hmm. but um i think that having that um grace giving yourself that grace to say it's okay to step back it's okay to to take a break is very important yeah Yeah. and and you know becoming and seeing that as a journalist role Mm -hmm. you know it's it's okay to say no Absolutely, and and you know it, it, it is amazing. Even though I don't think she says no very often, <laughs> I don't say no very often because I know I know the importance of getting our stories out and telling our stories by us. I know that it that is very important, even if it's just to go and take one or two pictures, just to say, hey, this event happened, and these were the people that were there. That mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah, and it is, and for for me, I, I think you know, just seeing as a journalist, seeing someone, but because you know, starting Black Consumer News was was started because of that same issue yeah. that even I've been in the news business for thirty years and. And I've always been the only black person yeah, at yeah. the state capitol, the only black person covering uh, this big event. And, and to, to see us, uh, the perspective from us, t- mm-hmm. telling our own stories is, right. is so important. That's why, and I, I think I've told you this, mm-hmm. I think it's so important that what you're doing is, is so essential to our community. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You, you help us all go down in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, but to, to be frank, um, just knowing that people out there appreciate mm-hmm. um, the work that Today's Communique does, that gives me strength as well. Mm-hmm. It gives me the motivation and the power to keep going because a lot of times, like you said, Angel, I work all day. I have a full-time position and then I go and do Communique after that. Mm-hmm. But knowing that um, people out there appreciate um, what's being offered, what's being presented out there um, through the Today's Communicate website, 
through the Facebook page and through the YouTube channel and everything that Today's Communicate offers, it gives me um, strength to keep going. So how do people reach out to you? And if they want to reach out to you absolutely, um, and want you to come to an event or do a story, how, how do they go about doing that most great, of the time? Great question. Thank you for asking. Um, they can always email me at todayscommunicate at gmail.com and that's T-O-D-A-Y-S C-O-M-M-U-N-I-Q-U-E at gmail.com. You can always go to the website, www.todayscommunique.com, or you can give me a call. Shout at me, 501-444-TODAY. That's 501-444-2329. Is that a burner phone? No, it is not a burner phone. <laughs> you know, it rings you know, as a journalist, as a journalist, I got to have a burner phone. No, you know? no, 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 no. It is not a burner. Yeah, you talk directly to me. Exactly, and, and, and know that if she if she doesn't answer right away, she will give you. Okay, I, will. I promise. She she will. That that is that is a guarantee. Don't be asking for my phone number. <laughs> definitely, definitely, right. That is so true. And and we will be putting that information in our Monday morning uh, brew that will come out Monday. Uh, We will have that information if you want to reach out to us. So this time you'll be the spotlight. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Spotlight to everyone else. So, yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate this opportunity just mm-hmm. to talk about today's communicating what we do. Uh, we're, we're excited. Uh, and I, I think sometimes, uh, especially as a journalist, the story, especially black journalists, we have to tell our stories, too, uh, because we're few and far between. Because absolutely. I see you uh, as a citizen journalist, and that's a, a very important uh, role that you're taking. And it's one now we're seeing with the Internet and the, and the proliferation of social media, mm-hmm. it's becoming a more more important role, especially in our community. Boots on the ground. Mm. Boots on the ground, indeed. Mm, Indeed. You listen to KBF 88.3, the voice of the people. You listen to Black Consumer News. Make sure you go and follow us as well on Black Consumer News on all news platforms. You can also call for a question or comment to 501-433-0088. Eight. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to ask you one more question. Sure. And I know you want to go to Mr. Jones, and we can. You know, we'll get to that story also it's later a, it's a on. Great, it's a great tie-in. Yeah, but Bethel. but mm-hmm. uh, you are also involved in, in. You've got a uh, a long list of nonprofit endeavors that you. Mm-hmm. So so how uh, uh, and you just joined the board of the uh, uh, humanity habitat for humanity. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell us about that, and, and, and I know you love the nonprofit work. It is very important to me to um, be of service to my community, mm-hmm. and um, I think that is it's it's been instilled in me and my brothers and sisters since we were kids. Mm-hmm. We were always doing something for the community, uh, whether it be, you know. Um, going to unpack the groceries that, you know, the mother of the church is, you know, Mm. taking her stuff in or, you know, doing things like that, going to the nursing home. So it's always been very important for me to continue to give back Mm -hmm. uh, to the community. And so you're right, I do serve on several nonprofit boards, and that is just my way to continue to be um, a liaison to the community, but also to continue to serve the community, and so when I when I'm approached um, with um, the request to serve on various boards, I often ask myself, how is this going to number one enrich me, 
and how is it going to enrich, enrich the community? Yeah, that's yeah absolutely. Well, we're, we're, we're going to uh, have continue this conversation with you again in the future because I think it's important to have you back on again periodically absolutely. to talk about uh, some of the things that you're doing, especially the work uh, not only with today's communique but also in the community. And with that, I'm going to make a little segue, Let's segue. to uh, Angel and uh uh, this week, uh, we reported on Sterling uh, Emmy Award-winning uh, actor Sterling Brown will soon portray civil rights icon Scipio uh, A. Jones and bring his story to the movie screen. Uh, you have been personally been involved in CPO, promoting CPO Jones, his house here in the Dunbar community. You're the executive of the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood Association. Tell us about uh, hearing that news that 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 movie is coming to and and what does it mean for the work that you're doing well and, and thank you Wes for that and I appreciate that actually it's, it's really a great segue not only for myself but for Kenya as well I mean Scipio Jones attended Bethel AME yes. mm-hmm. which is the church which, is, church, which is my home church which is her home church mm-hmm. yes, yes. on the usher board in the media <laughs> 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 See, service. Yes. Service. so we're yes. both um, <laughs> equally I know yes. uh, and tremendously excited about this uh, movie Yes. Um, uh, they're going to be doing on um, Scipio Jones's life, as well as um, the Elaine uh, Descendants mm-hmm. uh, Foundation. Miss mm-hmm. um, uh, Lisa Hicks is someone uh, that we work, um, and myself in the neighborhood. I mean, in the neighborhood association, uh, work very closely with. Um, Lisa Hicks is the executive director for the Elaine uh, Descendants, and they're working on uh, actually, you know, building a museum uh, in his honor, uh, and also, uh, you know. Honoring not only Scipio Jones, uh, uh, but building a museum in the honor of the descendants of the Elaine massacre, mm-hmm. and also honoring Scipio Jones. Let me let me say that right. And so this is going to be a huge awareness piece um, to bring so uh, many people together. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, of course we know that Scipio is revered across the country. Absolutely. And uh, we are we are finally doing our part as well here in Arkansas Absolutely. to make sure that we honor his legacy as well so yeah so i am beyond excited um to know that this movie is going to be coming out uh the dunbar horseman archive product project foundation which i'm uh, a board member of uh, actually owns the Scipio jones house that sits in the dunbar historic district Mm -hmm. and so uh i've been helping the the neighborhood association has been helping in um the efforts to preserve this home um, from getting it ready uh, you know, cleaning it out and and getting it ready for the the rehabilitation that that it actually deserves, and just thinking of the exposure mm-hmm. that he's yes. going to get is going to highlight and give more yes. exposure to the communities not only here in in Little Rock in the Dunbar community but also in Elaine, mm-hmm. and, and, and and it's very well needed, deserved, and it's really, uh, really yeah, about yeah. time. I know you've been tied to. You've also met with Representative French Hill about. Uh, him, him uh, sponsoring a uh, legislation, a resolution to get the CBO Jones uh, photo mm-hmm. in, in the, the Main Street uh, uh, post office there. Yes. So there's a lot of things going on now in the Dunbar community. Florence Price, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the events, uh, Johnny, Johnny Bush, who's uh, the founder of the Mosaic Templar. A lot of things are going on where we've seen this renaissance of the black icons uh, in the post-George Floyd era where we're starting to see uh, people renewed interest in our history and and the things that we've done. 
Absolutely, and, and and when you talk about some of the things that are going on as well, as well, and thank you, uh, Wes, for that. Um, you know that the portrait going up into the Main Street Post Office that Absolutely. is being worked on as yes. we speak right now. Um, we're the the, the famous uh, artist Wade Hampton mm. yes. is doing that. Yeah, yes. and I'm so excited to see how that's going to look. And we're hoping to have an actual preservation yes. talk um, along with the Quapa Quarters um, to talk about the portrait with Wade. Yes. Um, um, during the month of uh, Scipio Jones's birthday in August, August 2022. Yes. Yes. So we're working on some things to, to bring that um, um, to fruition as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, John Gill um, was instrumental in um, seeing that that came to fruition. So we're going to be asking, on behalf of the QQA board, asking him to uh, be present to talk about that, um, how he got on board and got involved, as well as um, the, the infamous, the great Garbo Hearn <coughs> um, is also involved in that as well. And <coughs> so we're, we're hoping to have a panel discussion to talk about all things from mm -hmm. the inception of the portrait to the painting of the portrait to the unveiling of the portrait and why it's so important to uh, recognize Scipio A. Jones in this way. Well, and, uh, we, we may have to hold uh, our oh. own little <laughs> panel discussion yeah. here. Oh, we certainly will. I mean, there will be, yes. be a lot of wonderful um, things going on. We plan on uh, collaborating and working with Mosaic Templars, yes. the Dun Dunbar Historic Neighborhood Association to have a fundraiser and um, because they're, you know, that's the basis of everything getting getting done, obviously. But also, as far as his talk is 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 concerned, um, Philander Smith um, College has agreed mm -hmm. to let us have the talk on the campus. Which, by the way, Philander Smith, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, uh, Scipio Jones went to Philander Smith College. Absolutely. And when we talk about community, I just want to mention um, uh, we 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 kidded around that he went to Bethel. But mm -hmm. when you talk about community, when you talk about the Dunbar community uh, post slavery late 1800s um, and then thinking about the Elaine massacre uh, Scipio taking this case of mm -hmm. um, 12 black men accused of murder all the way up to the Supreme Court right. and getting them exonerated that was something that it was so unheard of yes. and 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 then at the same time I want to bring it back a little bit when we talk about community that the community uh, of Bethel uh, yes. the community of, of, of Dunbar uh, they were instrumental in funding yes. uh, and, and actually uh, or, or uh, donating monies uh, uh, and, and or raising funds to help get yes. these 12 men out, yes. out of prison and then also take in family members from Elaine absolutely. Arkansas absolutely mm. So we, I think this uh, important conversation that's going on, it'll be interesting to see once they decide, uh, hopefully that movie will be done here. Yes, yes. That would be, oh that would be so exciting to see it done uh, in this community and bring those that, bring some economic uh, development uh, from that, uh, uh, that picture would be great. So uh, let's continue this conversation. Thank you, Kenya, for you. being on our show today. Uh, it was exciting. It's great to hear from you. Gonna have you back pretty soon and, and to talk a little bit more about many of the things that you're doing and uh uh and angel on cpo jones continue the work that you're doing absolutely thank you again kenya and thank you our listening audience thank we'll you. be back here next wednesday from 11 a.m until 12 noon again you listen to black consumer news make sure you go and follow us on all our social media platforms black consumer news news that empowers <laughs>